Hello everyone, this is Julie, the host of the Julie Ducre Show. Welcome to segment two. Previously, I talked about, are we innocent until proven guilty? Well, in the era of public opinion, we are guilty until proven innocent. And even when we are proven innocent by a jury of our peers, public opinion still crucifies us. The presumption of innocence is the legal principle that one is considered innocent until proven guilty. Under the presumption of innocence, the legal burden of proof is thus on the prosecution, which must present compelling evidence to the trier of fact, a judge or jury. Which amendment says you are innocent until proven guilty? It's the 11th Amendment. The 11th Amendment says everyone charged with a penal offense has the right to be presumed innocent until proven guilty according to the law in a public trial at which he or she has had all the guarantees necessary for his or her defense. What the 11th Amendment does not say is that assumed innocence comes at a hefty price. So let's talk about innocent until proven guilty if you can afford it. There are laws designed to bring equity to criminal prosecution fail to protect low-income defendants. If you're arrested, the Miranda rights stipulate that you have the right to have an attorney present during questioning. And if you cannot afford an attorney, one will be provided for you by the state. What the Miranda rights do not say is that if you cannot afford to hire a private attorney, the appointed lawyer will be glaringly underpaid and overworked, and as a result, will not be able to devote as much attention to your case, rendering your defense fatally weak. Once charged with the crime The Sixth Amendment grants you the right to a speedy trial. What the Sixth Amendment doesn't say is a speedy trial might not be possible if you are sitting around waiting for a public defender to accept an extremely low wage to defend your case. While you wait for an attorney, You may appear in court for the judge to set a bail bond. The Eighth Amendment protects you from imposition of excessive bail. What the Eighth Amendment does not say is that the definition of excessive bail won't be adjusted 
based on your income. So if you cannot afford to post bail, you may simply have to be detained pre-trial. Once your case reaches trial, the Sixth Amendment allows you to appear before a jury of your peers. But there's no fine print in the Constitution letting you know that a jury of your peers is much harder to assemble if you are poor, as poor people are less likely to be able to report for jury duty. So you may have to face not a jury of your peers, but a jury of people from remarkably different economic backgrounds. Many minor offenses don't necessarily warrant jail time, just a fine. But thanks to Jeff Sessions in December of 2017, his repeal of an Obama-era prohibition of debtor's prison or incarceration of those too poor to afford fines, those unable to pay the fines end up serving jail time for even minor traffic violations. Not to mention the fact that people from lower socioeconomic backgrounds are more likely to be stopped by police and arrested in the first place. It would be remiss to ignore the intersection of income inequality and racial inequality, particularly as it pertains to this issue, while black people make around 13% of the US population, they make up about 40% of the prison population. This divide is even starker in Wisconsin where their incarceration rate for black men at 13% is nearly double the national rate. Racial inequality is further compounded by income inequality. Low-income black men have a 52% chance of being incarcerated at some point in their lives. The intersection between race and income is deep and complex. And systematic racism further complicates all of the issues in the criminal justice system related to income. There is a report from the Prison Policy Institute, which found that prior to their imprisonment, incarcerated people had a median annual income about 41% lower than those of non-incarcerated persons of similar ages. And it's no wonder what the odds are stacked against them every step of the way, those of social economically disadvantaged backgrounds are basically screwed from the minute they are stopped by police. And even post-incarceration, people have a hard time getting back on their feet, leading to more poverty, increasing chance of recidivism, and starting the cycle all over again. The arguments always return to an issue of M-O-N-E-Y. There's not enough money to pay public defenders higher wages. There isn't room in the budget to pay jurors enough to make up for missing work. There isn't enough money to hire more probation officers to help people post-incarceration. But here's the thing. There actually would be enough money if we spent it in the right ways. I'm going to be back tomorrow for segment three 
on, are we innocent? Are we innocent? Are we innocent until proven guilty? If we can afford it. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Did you know that you can send me a voicemail message via anchor.fm? Yes, you can. Also, don't forget that you can sponsor my podcast with even a 99 cent donation per month. Or if you really love me, you can donate $4.99 a month. And if you truly love me, you can donate $8.99 or $9.99. And you can get the greatest entertainment and news updates from moi, Julie Ducre. I love you guys. Thanks for listening. Please share, like, subscribe, download my podcast for free. And also tell your friends that, that the Julie Ducre Show is back on anchor.fm and you can find me on breaker on so many uh, my distribution is pretty massive right now uh i'm being aired in 20 different countries i thank you guys so much from the bottom of my heart uh wear your mask stay safe remember to social distance and wash your dirty hands 20 seconds i love you guys take care we'll talk soon